Today, the workplace is more dynamic and diverse than it's ever been. Four generations coming together to contribute to our economy's growth. But new challenges in the workplace are growing each and every day. This podcast brings corporate leaders to you, sharing solutions and strategies to enhance your company's culture and bring your people together. Rise Up For You presents its newest podcast series, Workplace Solutions, People Matter. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast, Workplace Solutions series. My name is Natalina Nasruddin. I'm your host and also the founder of Rise Up For You. I'm super excited because today our guest happens to not only be an experienced operations professional, but he also happens to be my older brother. It's taken him four years to get on this podcast and I'm finally incredibly honored and excited to speak with him today because he has a message, a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge to share with us. Before we jump into the podcast, I want to make sure that if you haven't already, subscribe and get your free Become Your Best Success Kit. It's here to serve you professionals and your team members in the workplace. So simply text Rise Up For You, all one word, to the number 797979, and instantly you're going to get your free success startup kit to help serve you as a professional and your team members in the workplace. So what do you say? Let's get started and speak with Walid Nasruddin, an experienced operations professional who's worked for a number of Fortune 500 companies. He's going to talk with us about entrepreneurship within the corporation, what corporations can do better, how we can create the handshake with our employees, and how we can get to that next level with new innovative ideas. Rise up for you and enjoy this podcast. Here we go. Now we are back with Waleed Nasruddin, part two. Uh, we, we had such a great conversation on part one that I decided to, to keep rolling, but we wanted to take a pause. But uh, for those of you that are just joining, I'd love Waleed to, again, tell us a little bit about yourself um, for part two, for those that haven't heard part one yet. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Yes, uh, operations specialist, entrepreneur, do some business advising. Uh, mainly on the front end of the supply chain. So we're like the sales and finance meets manufacturing. Uh, and then I have a bunch of passion projects and a bunch of company boards and have some few investments. So. Great. So definitely, if you didn't listen to part one of with the episode of Elite on Workplace Solutions, check it out because there's a lot of really great information in there about entrepreneurship, the corporate world, entrepreneurship, how to merge, the different challenges that are happening today. Um, but I wanted to do a part two because... Waleed is notorious and brilliant with networking and building connections and community. And I remember that when I built Rise Up For You four years ago, and I didn't know any, I mean, I literally built it from the ground up because I was completely changing industries and I didn't know anybody in this world. I mean, Waleed was really the one that was giving me these tips and advice and and showing me how how to build this network. And so today, because of everything that's uh, that's happening with the pandemic, building connections and networking and and building a community is very, very important. And I think that professionals before today, a lot of us can get away with living in our own box. And, and we can't right now. We need to be able to get out there, get our brand out there, get exposure, and really help our profession and, and leverage those relationships. So let's talk about building relationships. You're a master networker. Um, you definitely have it right. I've, I've seen it. What's your philosophy? Let's just start there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I would start off by saying I would never call myself a networker. 
let alone a master networker. Like I actually don't like the term. Um, my philosophy is simple. I love meeting people and I value relationships. And I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. Now I've been blessed and I've met some really cool people and amazing people and I've had some amazing relationships, but I would actually count that on less on what I'm doing right and more what other people are doing wrong, right? Because a lot of people look in networking and they have the business card and they do all that kind of stuff. I don't go into a relationship with an agenda or an expectation. I genuinely like don't care what most people do for a living. I don't care if they're famous. I don't care how much money they make. Like I genuinely don't really care about a person at that level. It's more like, I don't even care if they can help me, to be honest. Like, I actually just want to know people for who they are, what the character is, like a deeper level. Like, I want to know people at that level. And uh, like I've always said, I'm not really a people person. I'm a person person. I enjoy like the one-on-one small group dynamic, getting to know what makes a person tick, what they're passionate about. And I mean, that's really it. And because of that, and then you combine that with actually value relationships like it doesn't matter if it's social, professional, romantic. Like you could be in my life for ten minutes or ten years, I'm gonna appreciate every way that comes into my life, and I'm gonna try and give them value. I'm gonna try and leave them a little better than I found them. I'm gonna get whatever I can as far as like, you know, whatever whatever energy or whatever they're trying to give. If I were to say there was one kind of like tip or tool that I use, and it's not even a conscious thing, like I didn't recognize it until I was thinking about this, which is like I have a good balance of being open and organic and then methodical and critical on how I let people into my life. Like I'm not a big social guy. I don't have a lot of friends. I keep it very tight. But what I do is I keep it, I take like the mindset of a data mining, like data and analytics, where it's like I cast a very large net. And then I understand that most people in that net, I'm not going to vibe with, we're not going to have a lasting relationship. There's not going to be a connection, but I, I, I bring everybody in and then I create very easy filtration systems for people to filter themselves out. So it starts wide and then it kind of drills down, drills down, drills down, filters. And then at the end, you have like a core ring of friends. And then you have, you have this core and then you have like a ring of friends and a ring of associates. And there's a different value to all of them and you appreciate all of them. You, you and that, I mean, that's really the trick is you just open a, a wide net, create a filtration system so that you're true to yourself and you're not bringing the wrong people into your life. But be open, provide value if you can expect nothing, be kind, and then just do your, your own thing. And I'm kind of like woo-woo about it, where it's like, I think the people that are meant to be around me will be around me, and the people that aren't will. So there's two things that, yeah, there's two things that, that you said that I want to touch on. Okay, the first one is give value, which we're going to come back to. Okay, um, and the second one, I don't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about give, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about give value until it comes back to me because that actually leads me into a question that I wanted to talk about is there's a lot of takers out there okay and there's a lot of um, people that I've seen and, and professionals that I've worked with where they just they they want right away they they want and I remember again when I was first building Reza for you you constantly like add value add like Netta, you're an educator. You started as an educator. Educate, just add value, add value. Add, and that's one of the best tips I've ever gotten because now that's what I do. And then organically things will come back at me. So can you speak to that a little bit more? Because I think that this idea of just adding value and like really establishing yourself as a giver and an expert is probably one of the best strategies you can implement, especially as someone that runs your own business. 
Yeah, I mean, it, part of it's conditioning, right? Like, I mean, obviously we're, we're siblings. Like, I'm the oldest Middle Eastern kid, male, time of war, father was lost stricter on us. Like, I'm bred to be the protector, the provider, the ones who take care of people, make sure everyone's safe and attended to. And like, you have the same kind of characteristics, but with you, you've always been in a community, right? You've always been like the cheerleader, like you've always had a group around you. I've always been like kind of a silo person, like on my own. And so it plays itself a little differently, but like, you know, we were raised in a time like where our father, even in the tough times, was like sending money over to his family in the Middle East. Like, even when we didn't have it, we were still giving and providing. And so part of it is just ingrained in the way we were raised. And then the other part of it is just the philosophy. Like, I'm basically a street kid who found out what he wanted to do for a living and is having fun with it. And like, regardless of like how hard the story was to get there, like, I'm blessed. And like, what kind of man wouldn't give back if he's in this kind of situation and he could? And I'd actually take the best step back and say, it's not even about giving. Like, it's, it's more about, like, I don't want people to think like you have to be successful to give. Like, it's about, it could just be as simple as like supporting people, lifting them up, helping them do whatever they want to do. Like, just being friendly to someone. You know, there's this, it's a cliche, but it's like someone's like, you know, you smile at someone and now their day's improved and now they go do better. Like, it's, you know, it's cheesy, but it's true. Like, it's, it's a ripple effect for everything. And like, I'm good at my job because I love building things and adding value, but that doesn't stop at businesses. Like, that goes for people too. Like, teach a man a fish because everyone loves sushi. Like, that's kind of my, my idea. No, and I love that. And as you were talking, I remembered my, my first question, which goes into this is, this, is this idea of expectation and what it's supposed to be, right? And when you say, like, you just walk into a room and you just give and you show up that way, then things happen for you. And what we see a lot, and I'm sure you see this too, and I think this is why people don't enjoy networking, because when you go to an event, people walk in with this whole list of what it should be and expectations and what they need to have by the time they leave. And so then that adds stress, it adds anxiety, it adds pressure, but it also is a conversation killer because I cannot tell you how many conversations I have where I'm like, hey, you know, what's your name? Hi, I'm Bob. What do you do for a living? And it's like, oh, man, I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, let's get there. But I, I, I mean, I agree with you. It's like getting to know the individual and the person and then learning about the great work that they're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's hard because, again, like people, and it, it could come from different ways. It might be because I've, I don't sell anything, right? Like I'm a... I do advising, but my clients are referrals. I have a corporate job. Like I'm not going into a room selling real estate or insurance or a package. Like, so maybe that's one part of it, which is like, I actually have nothing to sell. I don't really need anything from anybody. Um, but the other part of it is like, and this is a really bad metaphor, but there was a, there, remember the Tokyo Drift movie where like there's, so there's this movie and the guy, uh, he has a bunch of cars. He's a rich guy. He has a bunch of cars. He gives this car to some guy to test drive, and the guy can't drive and trashes the car. And the guy's like, why would you let me trash your car? And he's like, I'd rather one car is worth finding out what a man's really made out of. And it, it kind of goes like that. It's like, if I'm there to network and I'm there to do business with somebody, I don't want to do business with anybody or be in a relationship with anybody if I, unless I know them, like really know them. So I'd rather go, I'd rather, instead of trying to get business from someone and then find out who they are, I'd rather find out who they are and then decide if I want to do business. And so it's just, it's just, it's just that philosophy. Like, I don't want to bring people in my life that 
that are and every and there's no bad people. There's like, I don't believe in that kind of stuff. But it's just like there's there's what you're trying to do and what your personality is and what you're the environment you're trying to create. Like if people like to spout out like you're the five people you surround yourself with, whether it comes financially, health wise, blah blah blah. So I mean, if that's true, then you better be careful who you surround yourself with. Now that doesn't mean cut people off. That I, I get tired when I see people post like, oh, if you're not giving me value, I don't need you in my life. Like that's yeah. both. But at the same time, like you want to have a good a, both worlds. You want to be open, but then critical of who you actually keep close to you. And I mean, if, that's building an empire, right? People like to use that term, like I'm building an empire. Well, part of that empire is you have you have your close friends, you have your right hand man, you have your close community, and then you have the greater world, and you're still providing value to everybody. It's not like these are the people I take care of, and these are the people I don't. It's like if I'm blessed and I'm able, I'm going to take care of everybody that I can who wants it and deserves it and is going to take it and then help themselves. Like it's yeah. a strict philosophy, but it's, it's what I believe. And, and going to what you just said about being blessed and able, and you mentioned this earlier when we were talking, it really has nothing to do with the financial dollar. You know, like you can be blessed and able now and still build, you know, be building your business. And I mean, I've worked with companies that are just in the beginning of, of building something and they're donating to nonprofits or they're giving their time at nonprofits because for them, you know, giving back is not correlated to the dollar. I mean, obviously you, you, you can't sink because of it, but there can be a balance of both. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, one of my passion projects is a company called Cherry Lives that I started back in like 2010. And I mean, we've been running almost 10 years and I can say my total investment in the company has been less than 200 bucks, like over 10 years. And we've been New York Fashion Week, major events in LA. Uh, we've probably fundraised more than a million dollars. Like we actually, and it's a complete barter system. So I just had lunch a month ago with, uh, it was an autism group. Now she runs uh, a different organization. But basically what happened is uh, we would promote charity events. And then our niche was that like anybody that was promoting the charity event, we knew the board of directors of the event producers. So if you were like, hey, I can't buy tickets or I want to buy tickets, but I also want to get involved at a deeper level, volunteering, donating, whatever it is, we could set it up. And so I just had lunch with her and she was like, hey, that guy you connected with us on our first event and he donated his, his cabin in Aspen. He's been doing it for five years and just on his one item, we've raised $250,000 over the last five years just from us connecting a guy who had a vacation home in Aspen. Like it does, and that took nothing from us. Like, right, it was no money on us to build our thing, no money for the guy to donate his house. And now you got this charity that's making a quarter of a million dollars to help autistic kids. It's a beautiful thing. And it, this goes back to the entrepreneurship thing, which is money is a resource, but it's not the only resource. So if you don't have that resource, be resourceful and find another way to make it happen. Yeah, no, I love that. That's really, really good advice. So I, that is really good advice. <laughs> and I didn't know that story about the quarter of a million dollars. But one of the things that I see today as a professional and with Rise Up For You and working with our clients is a lack of career resilience. Now, a lot of times when we think of resilience, we think of it in you know, regards to trauma or our personal life. But I really believe that career resilience is also a thing. And I'm seeing with this new generation that it's, it's, not, as, um, it's not there. You know, and so you've been through a lot in your life. I know that, you know, in your career, personally and professionally, 
and you've always been resilient and you've still managed to stay on top and continuously grow, you definitely have a growth mindset. You know, wrapping up this episode, talk to us a little bit about career resilience because I definitely think, especially during this time, this message of career resilience has to like shoot out to the world. I mean, honestly, I think it goes back to like the first interview we did, which is like, know yourself and know what you want. Like if I was just like dictate when I had problems and when I didn't, it was when I have my mo my the biggest problems is when I found myself. And ever since then it's been high flying. Like regardless of like what company I'm with or whatever it is, like if you know what you want to do and you're good at it and you obviously part of being good at it is developing yourself, right? So you're like, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. This is what I stand for. Okay. Now this is how I'm going to make my money. I'm going to be, this kind of, I'm going to be an analyst or I'm going to be a speaker or whatever it is. It doesn't matter what kind of, like you're, you're not identified by your company. So like when people are like, well, I can't, I want a job at Google. It's like, why? Like, don't tell me you want a job at Google. Tell me you want to be the guy who creates a code that makes whatever, da, da, da. and you can do that at any company. Like the company doesn't define you. So with me, it's like when I found out what I wanted to do, it didn't really matter if I was sitting in my bedroom doing it or if I was sitting in a, you know, multi-million dollar corporation doing it. It's like, I know what I want to do. I have, I'm having fun doing it. I'm good at it. It brings values. So now I'm getting paid. People appreciate it. And I mean, that's it. Yeah, I think that's great. Well, Lee, thanks again for joining us. And um, for those of you that haven't listened to part one of this episode, you have to go back and listen to part one because it's amazing, a ton of value, very beneficial. Please share this with anyone you know, friends, family, coworkers, you know, people that are in your professional network. I'd love to ask you, Waleed, before we head out, is there anything that I didn't ask you or that we didn't talk about that you're, that you really want to say or, or get out there? Uh, I'm single. No, I just <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Okay. And I know that I, and I know that I asked you this in the first episode, but I'm going to ask again, because that's what we do is what is, you know, you know, we're called rise up for you. What does rise up for you mean to you? Yeah. Like I said before, I mean, and you owe it to yourself to be the best version of you. Like whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you want to be, be the best at it. And that takes hard work, but it's, you owe it to yourself. And then in turn, like it's a ripple effect. So kind of like how the networking thing, you being better for yourself makes other people want to be better for themselves, your wife, your kids, your family, your friends. And it's just a ripple effect. And it's a, uh, it's a good way to spark change in the world, at least at a local level, if not more. I love that. Thank you so much. So for those of you that want to connect with Waleed Nasruddin, we're going to pop his LinkedIn URL in the post below, check him out, connect with him. Um, an incredible, incredible, you know, just human being in general, professionally and personally. So check out Waleed. Waleed, thank you again for joining us and we appreciate your time. All right. Thanks. Thank you again for joining us here on the Rise Up For You Workplace Solutions Podcast. It's always an honor to have you here. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, we would be honored if you can like it, share it with your team, your coworkers, and don't forget to subscribe because each week we are bringing you educational and inspiring episodes to help you navigate through the workforce. We want you to join us. We want you to get the information and we want you to help us navigate and make the workplace this next generation better, more efficient, and more productive. 
Thanks again for joining us here at Rise Up For You. And don't forget, if you haven't yet subscribed to your free Become Your Best Success Startup Kit, you're going to want to grab it. It's completely free. All you need to do is text 797979, and you're going to insert the keyword Rise Up For You, all one word, no spaces. Can't wait to see you next time. And thanks again for joining us here on the Rise Up For You Workplace Solution Podcast.